Hello everybody and welcome to This Game Where with me, Ashley. And me, Chris. Hello everyone. Hope you're okay. Hope you're okay, Ashley. You're waving at me. I'm okay. I'm waving. I like to wave. Yep. I feel a bit strange. Why is that? I don't know why. No, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Don't know. Okay. Uh, sorry. 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 sorry don't have an explanation. Okay. I'm quite tired yeah. as well. So this is this is a good, good going into this, isn't it? Yeah, nice one. And we're doing a double a double whammy this evening, recording <laughs> yeah. too. So I'm sure the second episode is going to be absolutely amazing. <laughs> Absolute banger. This week, uh, I'm just going to go straight into go, it. Go sorry. for it, go for it. Uh, this week, we've got this. Uh, we're playing this game where the main character gets beaten bloody only to return as an unstoppable killing machine with a heart of gold. No. No. Have you ever. Are you, you're a fairly big action film fan. Yeah. This is an action film port. Okay. Adaptation. Where someone gets beat, killed, and then comes back to life. Not killed. Beaten bloody. No. He comes back as an unstoppable killing machine, but has a heart of gold. A literal heart of gold? No, not a literal heart of gold, although it might be. Is it Hellboy? No. Oh. It's Robocop. Oh, okay. Oh. So this is Robocop on the NES. Right. So um, Robocop, I think, came out in 1987 or possibly 1988 in uh, the UK, but across, across 1987, 1988 and was followed up in 1988 by an arcade game that was made by Data East, who I know, but I don't know. You know, like their name crops up a lot, but right. I don't really know what their output was. Are you? No. No? Shake your head. Okay. However, the license for RoboCop games was actually not held by Data East. It was held by someone that you will know, Ocean Software mm-hmm. of Manchester. Yeah. And they uh, they somehow managed to grab this license before the get before the film even came out. Ho- hold on. So Data East had the license somehow. And- no, Data East didn't have the license. Nope. Ocean had the license before the film even came out. Right. They then... They then allowed Data East to make the arcade game using the license. They basically sub-licensed the license, the option. But it's a bit of a complicated, convoluted situation because that was the arcade game, the arcade machine, which is a very well-regarded version of Robocop. Is that with a light gun? Not sure. Don't know. I've never played it. I think it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up type thing. Right, okay. Um, and I'll, you'll, it'll become, become clear why I think it's that in a moment. But um, So Data East made this arcade game. It was the first of the Robocop games to come out. But then Ocean Software made the games that came out on personal computers. So things like the Amstrad and the ZX Spectrum, uh, what you call them, Commodore 64s. All, all the big hitters. Ocean made those while Data East did a lot of the console work. Right. So what we've got here, in in the form of a Nintendo Entertainment System version of Robocop, is a game based on a license for a film that was acquired by Ocean Software, sub-licensed to Data East for an arcade game, and for ports to of the arcade game to home consoles, whilst they simultaneously created games for the home pc market alongside them and they were quite different affairs 
I don't think, though, I, mean, I can't think of it off the top of my head at the moment, but I'm sure that happens, though, if where companies, there will there will be a, a brand or a license and it'll appear on multiple consoles and they're actually, there's very different games because they're done by different companies. Yes, that is true. But it's the fact that the, the thing that happened here was that Data East put this arcade game out. It got a lot of uh, good responses. They made, uh, they were responsible for these ports to home consoles. Ocean then in the meantime went and made what seemingly was an even better version (laughs) of the game and not only did they make a what people regard as one of the best film adaptation games to date at that point but they they sort of broke the mold of what the expectations were for that kind of game that licensed game they took the arcade offering of this beat-em-up, side-scrolling beat-em-up type thing. And they mixed in some puzzles and a little bit of FPS, first-person shootery cool. uh, stuff. So it was like a it was like a blending of multiple genres. Um, and it went down really, really well. And actually, it's, this is considered the game that made Ocean Software a going concern for the rest of the 90s. Wow. Ocean, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Ocean. Well, it's they're, they're a, a game company I've heard of. I've top my head, I can't think of any of their games at all. Echo. There we go. I, I was thinking what I said. I'm sure Echo is, but uh, I wasn't I wasn't so confident enough to say that. I could picture the logo. Yeah. So Ocean were, to me, they were one of the um, one of the mainstays of 90s gaming. Mm. And I, I feel like, again, I might be wrong, but I feel like a, they were very tied to the Mega Drive. Or not tied to the Mega Drive, but for me, they were sort of hand in hand with the Mega Drive. I, I can picture and the playing Mega Drive, Mega Drive games and you know, the Ocean software logo popping up on multiple games. As I said, can't think of any at the moment, which is embarrassing. But uh... Well, there there is... <laughs> There's Echo. You can always go for Echo. Always Don't worry too much. Um, they made a game that I played on the Master System called Operation Wolf. I don't know if you know Operation Wolf. That was a light gun game. Right. It would side scroll and you would take out uh, some baddies. Um, baddies, yeah. Soldiers and whatnot. Uh, Claymates, that was another one. Clay Fighter oh, yeah. as well. So those those games, Choplifter on the SNES. No. Nope. Might have been on other consoles, but I played it on the SNES. Uh, Micro Machines. Ocean. Bit of micro machines, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Um, at least on the SNES it was. Right. Uh, an old favourite for us, but we won't explain why. But Mr. Nuts, Mr. Nuts was a uh, Mr. Nuts was an ocean joint, and and lots and lots of others. They were very prolific. But this is what sort of started them off on that path of wow. being prolific. They'd made games before, but this sort of set them. This sort of put them on a on a bit of a pedestal. It's quite totemic then. Yeah, very well regarded. But that is the ocean version of the games. And the ocean version of the games do not include the NES version that we're talking about. However, they are also the more interesting side of this right. story. So I will be talking about them in... Uh, in conjunction with the NES version. So just to clarify, we're going to be talking and playing the NES version, which you presume played when you were a tot, but the, the story behind that isn't... We're going to talk about the other kind of side of the coin, I guess, as We're well. going to talk about it, the, just the Robocop, Robocop. offering. Okay. I should just... Uh, of, of, of that, 1988 and 89. At that point, I was a bit vague at the start about Robocop. I've only ever seen Robocop once, which was about 10 years or so ago when i was in sick form the little group that i hung out with that was were not really 10 big years Robocop ago fans and used to quote it all the time and i had to do the ah, yeah good one guys and pretend i knew what i was talking about and i've just never seen you didn't have to 
well, no, I did, but I was that kid. And I just I just hadn't seen it. I had no way oh. of seeing it. And then I think it was on Netflix I watched it about ten years ago. And I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, but I've not I've not gone back to it. I've not watched any sequels or anything. So my Robocop knowledge is very limited, apart from the, the few random quotes that I can remember my friends quoting uh, endlessly uh, about That's okay. 20 or so years ago. Okay, cool. So it's mine, to, to a large extent. I actually really liked Robocop. I watched it when I was probably too young to do so, because one of the things that the film was known of, of for and was actually sold on was its hyper-violent... Um, style and obviously i think it pales into comparison to what might be considered hyper violent now but um you know as a child of the 90s maybe it wasn't yeah the ideal thing for me to be watching at the same time i i say this um fully aware of uh how it makes me sound and done me any harm <laughs> so uh yeah i i actually really liked robocop as a child and the consensus has only really got kinder towards RoboCop over the intervening 30, well, 35 years, is it? 35 years since it came out. The critical consensus was that it was actually pretty good when it came out. And then the, and then that has sort of just solidified really. Mm -hmm. And, and been, um, yeah, people sort of think it's a, people look at it and see a slightly more cerebral film than maybe, uh, critics were seen in the 1980s yeah uh had this though how do you watch the film and then want to play the game because of seeing the film or had you played the game and then happened to see the film after the fact no i'd seen the film way before i got this game so there is a story behind getting this game i'm going to tell you a little bit more about uh what's going on with the uh studios before we get to that is that okay of course it is so yeah so there's this weird situation with data east and ocean where ocean own the license and they've they've sort of sub-licensed it to data east they then put out these games they ocean do the home pc they get all these accolades they they and it really is a massive deal um and Data East put out these consoles ones and they're more like they're more in line with this arcade game which had had a really good response as well when it hit arcades but isn't as good as the as the response to oceans home home pc uh release the home computer versions of the game sold like unbelievably well and and in particular in the uk in the uk it was the best-selling home computer game of the 1980s jeez so of the entire decade robocop was the best-selling game of the 80s That's on home good fact. computers and the zx spectrum version was the bestseller for 1989 so like there was no other game on home pcs that sold more than zx uh, than than the zx spectrum version wow. of, of this it then went on to stay number one on the all formats charts for 36 weeks wow it's like brian adams so it was yeah, exactly. Go, I mean, it was a lot easier to do back then, I'm sure, in in all kinds of mediums. Yeah. But 36 weeks, and it was only knocked off by Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> what what so, a pair, Robocop, Indiana Jones. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It really is. Pop culture out the wazoo. 
in those in just those two things alone. Obviously, none of these things relate to the NES version because the NES version is is like the poor stepchild of the of the RoboCop. It's the Tiny Tim game story. franchise. It absolutely well. The Tiny Tim story would be doing it. Uh, would be being kind to be honest because Tiny Tim had a lot to give. Whereas right. I think the NES version perhaps didn't. In relation to the rest of the, uh... I love how you built some expectations about how you know, amazing this game was, and then yeah, we're not doing that. We're doing a, a re- yeah, really uh, exactly. bad one. I I thought it was really worthless, uh, really worth talking about because yeah. I it's all a revelation to me that all of this had happened. Um, but yeah, ours isn't that. We're not having that. We're not getting that. We're having the gruel. They right. they got the they got the turkey dinner. We've got I, a nice I, big bowl of. Uh, watery gruel another charles dickens reference look go us the game is a side-scrolling beat-em-up in the style of another game that i maybe have mentioned to you bad dudes versus dragon ninja i had that as well on the nes these, these are like kind of like streets of rage type affairs aren't they but they just are not as polished but well yeah i think not as polished but uh, maybe polished isn't the right word they don't see they don't they don't have a 3d um background angle to them okay you can't move up and down the street you can only oh, move so literally just left to right left to right yeah exactly okay yeah so it's like uh, to, for you we've played kung fu which is another nez beat em up and it's like that but with guns and flamethrowers brilliant so yeah. it's not as hard as that i remember that being quite difficult i don't know what if this is going to be like i remember it being difficult but i was also quite young so i got this and this story might be a bit muddled. Um, it involves three games, and they're all called Robocop. So, oh my god, this story might not be quite as I remember it. But I got this game when I moved shortly after I moved to Grimsby. I think it was somewhere around nineteen ninety seven or nineteen ninety eight. Because at some point in those couple of years, I got a Super Nintendo, and I would have wanted Super Nintendo games instead of Nintendo games. So that's how I've sort of dated this. But and that I don't, I don't have any. I I understand completely that this this story does not cover me in glory whatsoever. I come out wow. very badly from this story. So well, appreciate your honesty, um, but it has to be told. So in '96 we moved to Grimsby, July 1996, and um, I very quickly found an alternative to the um, to the Ashby Sales or in Lincoln. The, uh, the second-hand shop yep. in Lincoln that I used to get my games from. And it was called Tran- Chantry Lane Second-Hand Store or something like that. And one day as I was walking, it was it was winter, the deepest of winter days. Let's make and it sound even more Charles Dickensy. I think this oh, yeah. I think this has been brought up on the pod before, this, this place. Okay. What I do you think I'm going to say? I can't remember in what context, but I think I remember you talking about this before. I right, have no okay. idea what you're going to say. Well, I... I was walking into town in Grimsby, um, having moved there a couple of years before, and I walked past this shop, and it very rarely, but sometimes, had computer games in the... And if it had computer games in, it, they would often be put in the window. So I always looked in the window just to see what was in there. And this particular day, I looked in the window, and there was not one, not two, <gasps> but three NES cartridges... All three of them were RoboCop. It was RoboCop 1, RoboCop 2, and RoboCop 3. Okay. 
and they all had different prices. I can't remember what the prices were, but one of them was significantly cheaper. And when I say significantly cheaper, I mean like two pounds cheaper than the next one. Which when you're in a nipper, that is too much. That's, that's, you know, that's a lot. Yeah, it made the difference. So but like the, You're about seven or eight at this point, just to kind of put that into... Uh, I would have been, yeah, about eight, eight-ish. So you switched the labels? No, I didn't because it was in the window and I wouldn't have been able to get into the window. I did something worse. Smashed the window um, and grabbed him. But also, I think quite clever, but also didn't didn't pan out. So um, maybe not so clever. Because what I did is I looked at these prices and there was, let's just say to contextualize it, there was five pounds between them. One of them was four pounds. One of them was nine pounds and one in the middle or thereabouts about six pound something, let's say. Um, I only had enough money to get the cheapest one but the cheapest one was not the one i wanted why was that which one which one very that? childish reasons so i am pretty sure and this is where it might get a bit muddled but i'm pretty sure that robocop one the one that we're talking about today was the cheapest of the three and robocop three was the most expensive and for very childish reasons robocop three had a um had a jetpack in it and the picture on the con on the cartridge is robocop in his jetpack i really wanted robocop that, 3 that, that sounds great yeah but that one was nine pounds and i only had enough for, for, for the four pound game so um i very quickly uh figured out a plan and my plan was i'll buy robocop i'll then take it back the next day and tell him that it was the same price as the one that was in the middle and then i would get that one as an exchange and i'd say it was broken oh this one's broken um i i i paid how much did you pay i paid this much oh okay i, I don't want the money back can i swap it for that one yeah all right and it actually worked right that so, worked. So that bit worked again yeah. i'm going to drop another literary reference this is like ezio trot you're building up from the, the mm. small one to the, the big one. That's 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 where the plan is going, I feel. Although I also feel that there's going to be a fly in the ointment. You've, you've said that it didn't work out. Yeah, I, I should have said as well. So I when I was at home sort of figuring out like the uh, potential scheme. pitfalls of this plan. Yeah, because I, I'd seen, I bought the game. I, I'd had the idea looking in the window i bought the game i'd taken it home and i was like well what happens if he checks it like he's got a nintendo in the back and he checks it so i figured i actually did need to break it so what <laughs> i did is i took a i took a exactly i took oh, a no. i took a knife a, a dinner knife and i popped it in the cartridge and i wiggled it around to try and break something oh, and i don't man. know if i did i don't know if i did actually break it but it's really i easy to tried. just bent one of the, the jacks on the bottom of the I was eight years old and I didn't know what I was doing. All right, fair. fair. It was my I I was already uh, in illicit waters. Yeah, I didn't. You're in too deep. I was deeply nervous, um, but also extremely excited. So um, <laughs> I thrill. I did my best to break it. I took it back. He didn't actually check it, and he didn't really think about the price. He just swapped it out for the game that was in the window. I don't know whether he knew that I was trying to do him out of the game or not. Sorry, his kids but didn't have supper it. that night. It's okay. And I was like, fucking yes, that worked. Not Obviously, in my eight-year-old head, I didn't say the F word. But an, oh that boy. will be pertinent information shortly. Because I got it home. And obviously, that wasn't my end goal. So I got my old knife out. I started jamming that in. 
tried to break that. And the next day I took it back and said, oh, this one's not working either. But the man at this point was suspicious. Of course. And um, he, I can't remember if he sort of led me on at all. But um, he basically, the, it ended this exchange with me being annoyed and him telling me to sling my hook. And this was the moment the I was I was I was ashamed and embarrassed, but I also didn't want to lose face. And this is the moment. This is the first time I ever swore at anybody else <gasps> because I marched to the door all angry and self righteous, even though I was completely in the wrong. I turned round and I shouted, "You b word!" And I put my middle finger up at him, and I left his. I left his uh, shop with a broken game that I broke myself. A broken heart. No, not necessarily a broken heart. Just feeling very ashamed and silly. And then that anger then went and, out on uh, and the And angry man. at myself that my plan hadn't worked as well, I, if I'm honest. So, so yeah. Equimating you uh, having... So Robocop 2. A, but a broken copy of Robocop 2. It still worked. Right, so the actual... <laughs> The, the, the minutiae of the plan still hadn't come together anyway. Not not really, no. It hadn't worked in the way that I expected. That's probably I ended good up with for Robocop you, 2. because you at least had a game that worked rather than a user's cartridge. Yeah, it is. Let's, yeah, you know, yeah. Get, get a silver lining out of this. So this, is, this has the... This game, Robocop, has the unfortunate um, infamy of being, I think, the, the game that I've... L- the... I don't know how to word this. It's the game that I've owned for the second least amount of time. Because you the, had it for less than 24 hours that it was the, the first yeah. game you had the first day. Did you even try playing it at all? Yes, I played it. Right. I played it, but I was so intent on getting on to RoboCop 3 that I didn't really play it for very long. Right, okay. Um, I played RoboCop 2, I think, a lot more than this. Yeah, because you had to you had to sour grapes at that point and had to kind of eke out some enjoyment from it, surely. Exactly. Mm. Now I'd be quite happy to um I'd be quite happy to have a little dirt dabble on Robocop 2 to see how they compare and see whether I actually came out on top. The reviews for both seem to be quite positive across the board. Okay, that's good. Um yeah, I was surprised to hear that when I well, I was surprised to read that when I did. Um What's the kicker there? What's the, what the reviews like for Robocop Three? Is that you know? Oh, Don't know. Amazing. I haven't checked. Oh, okay. Ne- never will because if yeah. I do and it's like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's the best ever. Don't open that. Oh, I feel really box. bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cy- circle back round just before we uh, start playing to the Ocean version because that's the most interesting version. The Ocean version actually has a theme song that is very highly regarded. So the theme for the ocean version of Robocop is actually very well regarded and has has taken on a bit of a life for itself after the game uh, stopped being relevant. And I've sent you a link for you to listen to to see if you actually recognize it from anywhere, because there is at least one place that it ended up where you that you will definitely have experienced so that's it. interesting. So have a little listen. We had a similar conversation with another ocean game with Echo, didn't we, about how the, the musical... A theme for that kind of took on a bit of a life of its own. Yeah, and there was another one as well, Zenon Two. Yeah, if you remember talking yeah. about Zenon Two, and that was a, a song. It wasn't necessarily well; it did take on a life of its own afterwards, but it, it, that came from a John Carpenter film. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, crossovers. You've had a little listen. Do you recognise 
it from anywhere. I've listened to the first minute or so. Uh, I don't recognise it, but it's really good. Right. It is very good. It's it's by a man called Jonathan Dunn. And it has, as I say, cropped up in a lot of other places. Well, a number of other places. Um, one place that it came uh, up where it was licensed was by, and this isn't the one that you'll recognise, um, but it was licensed by a company called Ariston who make kitchen appliances uh, in Europe, and they used it in their adverts, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> they used the theme tune to RoboCop on the... the, the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bananas, isn't it? It also, though, this is the one that you will know. There are a couple more that I'll discuss. Uh, well, I'll tell you after. But the one that you will have definitely experienced is this was used uh, by Charlie Brooker, for How Video Games Changed the World, the documentary he did about video games in 2013. Right. It was the theme tune for that song, okay. and you hear it playing throughout the so- uh, throughout the show and at the beginning, so over the um, over the credits. Okay, I, I don't remember the documentary in that level of detail, unfortunately. No, that's okay. I wouldn't have expected you to, really. It's nearly a decade ago. Yeah. But this song actually was something that when Charlie Brooker was on Desert Island Discs, the Radio 4 oh, television okay. program where people choose their favourite songs to take on a des- to a desert island, Charlie Brooker chose this. Good choice. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty big... Uh, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other place that you may or may not have seen it, it was around the same sort of time, I think around 2012, there was a an animator... Uh, like a an online animation person called Chef Boyardee. His real name's Eric Schumacher. And he made a series of surreal animation shorts about the character Dilbert. Do you know the character Dilbert? The, the office worker the office. who's a bit trodden, downtrodden. With his tie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he made a series of shorts about him that took him to some quite surreal places. And Dilbert 3 included this theme. Okay. It, it also gets quite dark, so just be aware of that. Oh, it's and come up on YouTube. It, this he, video may be inappropriate for some users. I understand the yeah. to proceed. I mean, I've never seen a YouTube he video does. bring that up, so that's alarming. Or I've, I've just watched about four seconds of that Dilbert thing. It, it's not for me. Not for no. me. No, but it, again, it sort of was in the it was in the ether around that uh, the turn of the 2010s. Uh, early early 2010s and it was cropping up everywhere it also was sampled by a rapper called Lil, Lil B in a song called In Down Bad which I don't think I've ever heard but it's no. in there uh, yeah so this song sort of took a light, took on a life of its own it, it's become a thing unto itself and it all it all started with Robocop and I'm guessing sadly this song doesn't appear in the NES version whatsoever this song does not appear in the NES version whatsoever. No. Just wanted to clarify that. The Nintendo Entertainment System version of RoboCop kind of ran parallel to the success of the rest of the RoboCop uh, games. And it's kind of like, you know, like it's like a 100 meter runner who was at the top of their game, number one in the world, just before Usain Bolt starts running, you know? Yeah. That's that's kind of how the the uh, Little Britain America when they did a American uh, version of it, which I watched one episode of because it wasn't very good. Uh, there was a the one sketch that was quite funny was it was the the sixth person on the moon, and it was he went into schools and was like, oh yeah, I was the sixth person on the moon, and obviously everyone's like, I don't care. I thought that was genuinely quite funny. Uh, that that's what yeah. this is. This is definitely right. yeah, probably not even necessarily that. He's the 
He's the one that didn't get out of the ship, you know? The Michael Collins. The Michael Collins, yeah, there you go. The Robocop on the NES, the Michael Collins of <laughs> Robocop games. Ready to play? <laughs> sure. Robocop. The question is, would you buy it for a dollar? I don't know what that is. It's a quote. That was the quote that my friends in sick form used to say all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't play that game. Sorry. Well, I, you... I play... No. Oh, no. It's Isn't it... I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I played, oh, like yeah, I said. Yeah, that's the worst quote. That's from that some... Like a skeevy guy oh well that was one they used to say all the time oh god young teenage boys yeah they're just the worst we we were pretty bad we were rank yeah i'd buy that for a dollar but the question remains would you buy it for a dollar i'm gonna watch this oh let me show you the guy i'm showing you the guy is he showing in the guy everyone is he a baddie yeah. Here we go. Oh no. Looks like Jim Carrey's Robotnik. Yeah. Bad times. Anyway, would you buy it for a dollar? The question I- remains. I did. I bought it for £4, which at the time would have been like $8. So I spent £4 on this game, or thereabouts. It was somewhere around there. I really don't remember what the price was. But would I buy it now is the question that really I think you should be asking. And I don't think I would buy it now. No, me neither. But not because it's bad. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not bad. It's just not good either. Yeah, it's just a bit down the line isn't it yeah i i kind of would like with some weird gameplay choices that just have been done but i don't understand the reasoning behind them go on my main bugbear is obviously playing as robocop the big hulking dude with a gun shoot shooty sorts the situation out done when you start the game you've got on the hood at the bottom there is a picture of a gun so i thought oh okay i can equip my gun and shoot my way through the situation but nope i was just using my fist so i was having to Bish bash bosh people as they came towards me. And about halfway through the first level, suddenly he got his gun out and then I could start using my gun. And it ends then half partway through the uh, start, sorry, the second level, the gun was then taken off me again to then be able to use it after taking about 10 steps forward. So the game was giving me the gun, but then taking it away from me. And I don't understand why. The only gameplay reason I can get at is that they're trying to make you, they're trying to force you to use your fists, but I, I don't understand why that would be made i'm of the same opinion it's a strange choice that feels like an attempt to force the player to engage in both short long range and short range combat there we go i don't i think it just comes off as a bit clunky and i I didn't really enjoy it for for that i thought actually the game was at its best when he had his gun out and i'd have liked to see the game built more around 
Robocop with a gun in his hand. Hmm. More like um, Metal Slug, if you've played Metal mm-hmm. Slug. That kind of run and gunny type affair. It felt really frenetic when I had the gun and I was just blasting away left, right and centre. And yeah. I actually quite enjoyed those bits. But then to then have the really sluggish, not quite platform bits, but the, the when you're trudging along, getting people your fists, it was a really different kind of atmosphere. It didn't work when he when he didn't have his gun out, no. is the truth. I don't think it worked. It, it worked in the sense that it felt like a beat-em-up, but it didn't work as a Robocop game, mm-hmm. is my feeling. The character... If you'd had less extended sequences where he was in hand-to-hand combat, maybe he is de-gunned for a, per- for a short period against maybe one enemy or whatever, you know, like a, a, a boss battle where yeah. you are without the gun that would have been interesting yeah, but the fact that they kept arbitrarily having him put his gun back in his leg holster just seemed a bit silly to me yep. and it, yeah i didn't i didn't enjoy those bits as much as having the gun out the variety of enemies though was pretty good yeah i was I very thought. impressed by the the variety of enemies and also that the key thing like streets of rage does is how you can tell what the enemy is going to do how they're going to attack based on their appearance is really good so as soon yep. as one comes charging you can brace off right i'm going to attack them in this way really really good however it got to in the second level and it, i remember talking about this in the streets of rage episode that when they developed streets of rage they made a conscious decision to not do this because they were fed up against that did this i kept getting swarmed by enemies so there were several situations where an enemy would appear in front of me and behind me and i wouldn't be able to take out one or the other without getting attacked by the other one and because yeah. that happens a lot that felt really unfair especially because it was in one of the situations where i couldn't use my gun yeah which again would have been solved by the gun i don't want to sound like one of those people that says all the problems can be solved with guns but if <laughs> in this very strict and limited situation of of the robocop nintendo entertainment system game having his gun out more would have solved that problem because it would have been that that uh enemies bearing down on you thing would have been perfect for the for a run and gun mm-hmm. style adventure um also basset hounds as an enemy I, is a strange choice yeah basset hounds was weird i i thought the same thing when i was when i came across them what were there lots of basset hounds in the original film i don't think there were but i could be wrong because i haven't watched it for a good while you just supposed to think of, so, of hush puppies because that was their their symbol in the adverts remember no i don't remember sorry okay <laughs> or um what a thing to remember or the, the comic strip with the the dog was he a beagle maybe mm, i don't know that's i think it was a beagle i don't fred know bassett. which fred bassett yep so that they're, okay. they're my two go-tos for Basset Hounds is the Hush Puppy advert and Fred Bassett from the Daily Mail, I believe. Okay, well, that'll be why I've never seen that then. Yep. Cool. Cool. Cool? I think. It looked like a NES game. That's another thing. Like, again, this is a, it's a, it's one of those horrible situations where it's, it's very down the line, this, and you couldn't get a NES game that looked more like a NES game if you tried. The colour palette pulled from the same small selection of action titles on the NES, and the renditions of buildings were fairly rote, I thought. Uh, they weren't bad. They were very competent and capable graphically. But, you know, very little interest I thought it looked quite good. That was a nice sequence when you started the game. Some close-ups of Robocop getting ready. And there were bits between 
the first and second level where it was close with him talking or just at least his mouth moving and it was it was nice and have to be there but they were and they looked pretty so hats off to him for that i don't yeah i don't disagree with that i think that though certainly those bits in between levels the the cutscenes they looked pretty good to me as well so yeah there there was that but i think in level it looked it didn't look bad, like I say. Yeah. It didn't look bad, but it looked unspectacular. Well, I'm comparing it because it's one we've played recently as a, a comparison. Um, Bart versus the Space Mutants on the NES as well. And it looks better than that by a long shot. Better than yeah. that. It does look a lot better than that. But then I think that looked particularly bad, especially considering that it was this level, of, this kind of uh, franchised fair hmm. but the, the other thing to bear in mind with that i suppose is that i think did when did uh when did that come out that would have been like 90 i can't remember one ninety two. was it yeah was it as late as that yeah because it would have been the simpsons so, was early 90s when it first got big so this came out before that and looked better yeah you're right it was uh it was april 91 that bart versus the space mutants came out incidentally ocean software published it oh. so there's another one I didn't remember that, but um, yeah, 91, so two years between the two, and I think that this definitely looks better. Mm -hmm. So there's that to be said about it. I think as well, Robocop controlled uh, really well. It was was a bit fiddly going up and down stairs. You had to hold the button, and he went up or down really slowly, but it was quite fluid to to control. But my main grievance with the controlling of him is that he can't jump. And I understand he's he's a robot that maybe he can't, but it felt quite limiting, again, the fight situations or indeed exploring the levels to just not be able to jump. Yeah, so on the controller uh, side of things, there was a game, Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja, that I had and I've mentioned and that I've actually compared this game to. And having played this again this evening, having played Robocop this evening, I'm actually thinking that this feels better to play than I remember Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja feeling. And Bad Dudes is is held up as a bit of a poster boy for the beat-em-up genre. But I remember it being quite ploddy, almost like they were Robocop. They, <laughs> they walked with that. I don't know if you remember the film, but he has a very... There's a very specific yeah. noise to his... Uh, walk and it's very lumbering and um inelegant i'm putting and in, in my i feel head. like bad dudes versus dragon ninja was like that whereas this was less like strangely uh robocop in the film in my head for him walking i'm pairing it with and i know that this won't be the case but i'm pairing it with the noise the... a nice red no no i'm not pairing with the nice red i'm pairing it with the noise that the trousers making the wrong trousers that sort of sucking in the mechanical and doom yeah, it kind of is like that way. Yeah, How is it? There you go. that's not a terrible. Um, that's not a terrible comparison, mm. to be honest. I wonder if they were inspired. Which I think the wrong trousers came out after, didn't? Yeah, it, it did early nineties. Yeah, so um, that'd be nice. Maybe they were. Maybe they were inspired by the the noise of Robocop <laughs> walking. Um, the the game we looked into the length of it. It's can be completed in 23 minutes going to a, a playthrough that Ashley watched and it's only six levels. Do you remember how far you got when you had this game? Well, for the 24 hours that you had this game, I should say. No, I That's played fair. through a couple of levels, I believe. I don't think that I got to the end of level two because I did today get to the end of level two and it involves being 
uh, pinned up against the wall by one of those spiky walls that moves in. You know, like in Star Wars or any other action film that you can think of, probably. It was like that, and you had to bash your way through a wall by punching it. And I don't remember that from when I played it as a child. So going back on the analyst's couch, do you feel you've made your peace with Robocop as a game? Have you have you laid that to rest? What a strange... Uh, I I will forever be burdened by the <laughs> oh. shame of what I tried to do. But, you know, got to get them games and all that. Yeah, last no, it was a pretty underhand thing to do, wasn't it? I was an eight-year-old boy trying to get what he wanted. So I can maybe forgive the eight-year-old boy. Okay, there maybe. we go. We've, we've put some demons to rest. Uh, if that's what you needed for a show about computer games. <laughs> I need closure, damn uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you, really. I'm assuming this. Fine, fine. I'm assuming this game is not available on any platform at the moment. Not that I'm aware of. No, fair enough. Which is fine. It's fine. The film is barely available. People don't really. I don't really know how many people care about RoboCop these days, in any great way. I think you'd be surprised. Do you reckon? Yeah, I do. Well, it hasn't got a Cobra Kai-style television show on Netflix, has it? Yet. 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 It did actually have a television show. I don't know if you ever watched the television show. Was it on on ITV late at night, on a Saturday night? I don't know when it was on. I definitely was able to watch it, so I I assume that it was more accessible than that makes it sound. But, um, yeah, it was a strange one, because it was sort of... It was fairly sanitised compared to what the films had uh, shown. But we talked before, haven't we, in the 80s about how they did stuff aimed at film franchises that were not aimed at children and made series. We talked about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, for example, and and Ghostbusters turned into a cartoon. Ghostbusters, it's not scary or whatever, but it's it's hardly suitable for for little ones, is it? Yeah, it was a weird time, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, do they do that still? I don't really watch television, children's television anymore. So I don't know. I don't think they're taking like Fast and the Furious and turning that into a, a cartoon for kids, that, well, as I'm aware of. But that's a perfect example of what they were doing. Yeah. So yeah, good. congrats on that. Thanks. Yeah. If it was the 90s, there'd definitely be a Fast and Furious uh, with a knockoff Vin Diesel voicing his character. Yeah. Like a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, that's Ashley. Uh, it was fine, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't dispute that. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine. And Everybody is fine. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, remember to join us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Yep. Yes, please. That would be lovely. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for sticking to the end, and we'll see you next week. Sayonara.